Hello and welcome to yet another edition of the usually serviceable Hopelessly Miscast podcast. Here from your friends at Germantown Community Theater, otherwise known as GCT. Uh, myself, Paul, and Christina is with us today. Uh, Brian will join us late, potentially. Uh, you know, everybody who listens, which is all three of you, you're slackers. Uh, you know, he's a slacker anyway. So, but uh, we're very lucky today to be joined by the author, uh, esteemed author of our next show on our stage of Motherhood the Musical. So I'll let you introduce yourself, if you like, to the audience. Hello, I'm Sue Fabish. Nice to uh, be talking with you today. It's great to have you. So, Thank you. Uh, <clears throat> so uh, for those of you uh, listening who aren't aware, Motherhood the Musical will be opening on our stage a week from today. Uh, and we will be running it our normal three weekends, um, starting, like I said, next Friday night. And we're expecting good, solid crowds, especially in the middle, since we have a nice Labor Day weekend in there. Um, so if you don't have your tickets, get them and come on out and see it, because it's going to be a very fun, very lively musical. Uh, definitely a lot of, uh, I'll say, girl power, which obviously I do not represent, but you guys do. Not so, Yeah. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> thankfully, thankfully for women everywhere, I do not represent women. Um, so, <clears throat> but uh, we just wanted to kind of, you know, have a little informal chat, you know, ask a few questions and kind of just, you know, get your thoughts on what you think of the show and that sort of thing. So I'll open it up with one of the typical, you know, standard type questions. You know, what, what kind of inspired you to, to write this show? Okay. Every mother out there is saying, really? Are you kidding me? <laughs> right. I mean. Well, I had to lobby the softball here to start. You know, the first moment that I was trying to go to the bathroom and somebody barged in on me, don't you think that a musical was born right then and there? I mean, motherhood <laughs> is one of those things that the um, emotional roller coaster never quite settles in. And just when you think you know what's about to happen next. You're like, oh, wait, no, no, no. Now we're going around a curve and this is totally <laughs> different than before. So yeah, I, I had one kid and all my songs were like very melancholy and oh my gosh, I love him. He's changed the world. This is great. And then I had two kids and I was like, okay, this is a little different. And then I had three kids and I'm like, whoa, what just happened there? This is crazy. I can't do anything by myself and I can barely shower in a week. So. Yeah. <laughs> sounds, sounds about right. I, I know my mother would probably be nodding vigorously. Yeah, I can along feel mine yeah. right now. Yeah. <laughs> and now, we, as I said, we, were, we are now joined by Brian. So. Oh, suck. He just had to be fashionably late. Hello. Yes. Of course. That's what it was. Well, he's got yeah. a bunch of kids too. So yeah, yeah. he's playing, he's playing the musical right now at home. Yes. Yeah. He's gonna Perfect. write the semi fatherhood show. <laughs> <laughs> so uh we we've uh, just introduced Sue to the audience and asked the first uh standard question for uh you know everybody to hear, you know, why what kind of motivated her to write the show. And so um Christine, I'll throw it to you for uh, the next question. Yeah, um, I had the delight of watching rehearsal last night, by the way. And oh, great. Good golly, these women are so funny. I, we're really, really, really excited for people to get to see this. I think our audiences are just going to be delighted. Um, so 
there's a lot of big characters in this show. And I really love that all of the mothers are kind of a different kind of mother, which I'm sure is um, very purposeful. And, and it's wonderful that they're all kind of represented. So were your characters, Amy, Barb, Brooke, and Tina, were they based off of real moms that you know? So I feel like um, that motherhood is so intense that I needed four people to play me. And sure. so I just feel like at some point in the journey, I am each of those people. And I think that every mother can relate to that. Like sometimes I want to be the working mom. Sometimes I am the um, really stressed out mom of too many kids. Mm -hmm. Other times I am the young ingenue where it's like, you know, when I had my first kid, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to grind my own baby food. That lasted like one day until it went all over the kitchen when I turned the blender on and it was like everywhere. And then, um, I mean, I'm not divorced, but my parents are divorced. And so then we have that divorced mom in there who's also, you know, a soccer mom and things like that. So I feel like at every, every one of them is a little part of every woman. And um, to split it up into four characters and sort of like push those levels out on each of them was was the intention. But you know, there's there's a lot of songs. You know, the the show is 90 minutes long. 60 minutes of that is music, mm -hmm. and so that's that's a lot of um, costume changes and and you know action and choreography and emotion and stuff like that. So. Yeah, there was a there was a lot. There's a lot going on in the brain of a mom, and so when you disperse that among four people, you kind of have a full show. Yeah, I yeah, that's it's really cool. I was thinking about that too because it, there's something so cool about how you just you watch Amy and how excited she is about like new motherhood, and then the faces of all the moms around her going, uh huh, yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah, you are now. <laughs> right. The whole thing about um, the show, which I've just been, I mean, I kind of knew this, but every time it plays outside of the U.S., I feel a little bit like vindicated because, you know, we played in Australia and we're in Hungary and, and Argentina and stuff like that. And then that line, you know, first of all, the laughs are the same wherever it is. But then when you hear those like, real lines like the girl saying that she's going to use cloth diapers the audience laughs before the girls laugh and the girls are <laughs> supposed to laugh like in their comical thing but the audience gets it first which cracks me up because across the board everyone knows you're not using cloth <laughs> diapers there's no way you're going to use cloth diapers you know and and just all of that comedy translates worldwide. And so I just think it's, you know, moms from 40 years ago and moms of today get it. They, yeah. they get the same thing. That, that Like that whole thing of my kids don't even call me my name. It's just mommy, 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 that whole thing. And dads get it too, because mm -hmm. when it's dad's turn, it's daddy, 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 dad, but dad, 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 you know, they get it also. <laughs> So hey, you really get tired of, of that name after a while. <laughs> yes. And when you said grind your own food, that the cloth diapers, <laughs> that's exactly what I thought of. I mean, my, yeah. my mother, I don't know how many times she said, yeah, I had the, the bright idea to try that with, with me. Yeah. And that lasted all of hours, not days. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, it's hours. It's hours. So, yeah, exactly. So um, one of the questions that's 
I wanted to ask, I'm trying to pull up my, my list here so I don't misstate it. So was there, in terms of, you know, we talked about what inspired you to write the show overall. I mean, was there, was there a specific moment that kind of triggered that for you? Or was it just a collection of things over time where you just said, you know what, I, I've compiled all these memories, all these thoughts together, and it's enough to, you can't make this, you know what up. Um, right. <laughs> type stuff, you know, I, like I had a boss once who said, you know, I've got a career in managing businesses and I'm going to write a book that says you can't make this up. Yeah. And so, but it, for him, it was a collection of things. Whereas, uh, you know, we've talked to other people who, uh, you know, they say, well, I was inspired to do this, even though there's this collection of things, I had this epiphany moment or this lightning moment that hit me. It was like, you know, this would work as this, and I'm going to do it that way. What, what, which one of those do you think it was for you? So um, I moved to Nashville 21 years ago, and I moved to be a songwriter. And uh, here I was, uh, you know, in the South, and I'm a Yankee, you know, from New Jersey, and I played the piano. I did not play the guitar. So that all, all of a sudden I was like bizarre, right? Here in Nashville. And so you're a place. Right. I'd go to the Bluebird. I'd have to like sit at my keyboard on open mic night and be like, you know, hold, hold on one second. And I'm Someone like, says, hurry up. <laughs> yeah. They're, I'm like plugging in and they're looking at me like I'm a dodo bird. And then, um, so I, when I started playing things like the Bluebird, I realized that I didn't fit in. And so I started doing uh, comedy songs about my life because, you know, you go to these workshops, how do you be a songwriter? You have to write about what you know. And the only thing that I knew at that time was, you know, I had a four-year-old and a one-year-old and I knew about diapers and I knew about people barging in on me in the bathroom and I knew all about that stuff. So I started writing these comedy songs and then I did a parody um, called The Mom of Constant Sorrow. And it was right after the man of constant sorrow had come out. And um, I didn't really know how to do this because I came from New York, which was like different in the music business. And so I was like, well, why don't we just mail this song to like radio stations? I don't, how, how does that work? And people are like, I don't know. And I was like, well, why can't we just mail them? Well, let's just mail them. So we took this funny picture. I dressed the kids up like the album cover of the Oh, oh brother, where art thou? We, I put the kids in like little jailbird outfits and we bought a chain at Home Depot. We wrapped it around each other and nice. we found a, bean, found a bean field in, you know, south of Nashville. And we had a friend take pictures and I just made like a fake album cover, put it on the album that sent it out to 210 radio stations to see like what would happen. And we got airplay on 205 stations, wow. which was incredible. And it just sort of like blossomed from there so then from there you know when I started playing places like the bluebird I started doing more and more of these comedy things and that was the thing that really resonated with people the mom funny songs were resonating and so I started just doing more and more of those and then I would you know um, go out with my little one woman show which was just me and my little sound system and I'd show up at the you know um American Payroll Association luncheon and, you know, do you know, get bookings like that and just, 
you know, entertain the troops during their lunch hour break or whatever. And it was kind of pathetic, but, you know, it was okay. I was getting paid. And after a while, I was like, well, this is really, like, slogging it. I don't, I don't know how much longer I can do that. And someone's like, well, why don't you turn it into a musical, like, four-woman show? And I was like, why? Like, what, what would be the point of that? And she's like, well, then you wouldn't have to do it. And I was like, well, that I like. Right. <laughs> you mean I can sit I, back and watch I it? I could get <laughs> into that. <laughs> yeah, right. So started researching a couple of ones that were out there and just to see what it was. And I was like, dang, I can do this. And I had no idea what to do or how to do it. But I had been in enough shows, you know, through high school and college and stuff like that. And I had been around enough to know, like, well, how do you find people to be in your show? I don't know. I guess you put it like back then, you know, because it was an ad somewhere. You know, you could put it on Facebook now, but it wasn't that popular back then. I could say, okay, well, I guess we're going to do auditions. Well, how do we do auditions? I guess we find a room and then we tell people we're having auditions. And so it was just kind of like, you know, walking through it and people, people in New York were like, you can't do it that way. It has to be an equity <laughs> thing. And you have to do 29 hours and you have to get this person and then you have to get them to, uh, you have to sign a document that you won't use. And I was like, why can't I just get people that can sing and act? I can't just get regular people. Like, it was just so bizarre. So I just did what I thought I should do and um, just did it. <laughs> right. Uh, I was going to say, it sounds like a, a great parallel to parenthood in general. Yes. Motherhood, yeah. especially. It's like, yeah. I, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just going to fake it till I make it. Right. And all the old cliches. You know, I'm just going to, yeah. I'm, I'm going to keep acting like I know what I'm doing. Right. And, and hopefully like, I will. You know, when, I we will. Were, when we were, um, doing we're like doing a bunch of readings and stuff like that and i wanted to i had to we did readings here in nashville this is in 2008 and then i wanted to do a couple in new york with um you know because i had a lot of connections in new york that's where i you know started my whole career right. and people are like oh you have to come up here and you have to rehearse with those people i was like why can't i just fly these people up there and we can like do the same thing we just did here and they're like oh nobody does that you got to use new york people i was like i'm good so i just like, I was like where do you do this okay we'll find a studio who do i invite i don't know we'll just tell people we're doing it and we just did it and so yeah we just did it i borrowed points from people we all slept in the same hotel room as opposed to like every girl has to have their own hotel room they each have to have a per diem i was like look can you guys do this i'll fly it for free i'll give you a 100 bucks extra for cash you know can we do this they're like yeah let's do it so we just did it that's so and i cool. love i love not knowing how to do it because if i knew how to do it i wouldn't have done it well and the rules are kind of silly let's just all be honest yes. and thank yeah. god for people like you writing four woman musicals uh we all know there aren't enough female roles to go around mm -hmm. uh in any town especially i don't know memphis especially has a insanely talented population of actresses so anytime i get to see a show like this i am just like floored great i'm yeah. i'm i'm glad to hear that and it's been interesting because a lot of the productions do um <laughs> have an all-female cast and crew and they, yep. they kind of do it on purpose when they realize, oh, the whole cast is going to be female. Oh, let's get a female director. Well, usually the choreographer is a woman anyway. And then, you know, and so why don't we just go with the whole crew that's female? And they kind of do it on yep. purpose. And I think it becomes more of a um, community event when they go like that. Like 
Uh, yeah. We just opened in Argentina last week and the girl told me they've never, in the history of their theater that they've done there, have never had an all-female cast and crew in, for a show. And I was like, wow. can that That's even be? cool. Is that real? Yeah. I mean, but apparently. Literally so. breaking barriers. Yeah. So. yeah. I mean, it opens doors for more people. It's, it's awesome. I yeah. love it. So. Plus, Brian, I think, your I turn. Also, I think also the uh, the women get it. Like there, you know, there's a song about incontinence. <laughs> I was in gonna there. say, I know what I know what song right? you're about to go to, and <laughs> some of that makes some of the men very uncomfortable, and some of the men don't want that in the show. And like they said, do we have to have this song about leaking? It's a little, you know, gross. And I was like, well, it happened, <laughs> and it's real, so we're keeping it. Yeah. Yeah, I, lo- I love hearing stuff like that because it's That's real. So real recognizes real. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. I'd, I'd much rather get real something like that than someone say, "Oh, we're we're not going there." That makes people a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah. And so you know, one of the so. taglines, one of the taglines can be, "You'll laugh, you'll cry, you'll leap." You know what I mean? Because I mean, that's, that's reality. <laughs> I mean, who who and and an adult life has not leaked at some point? Let's be Hello. honest. Hello. <laughs> So. Yep. Well, we we definitely lean in. Well, this production leans into a lot of that humor. <laughs> it does. <laughs> and I, Christina gave me permission to kind of lean into a little bit more of it this this afternoon. So uh, we started to we we worked on some digital designs for Ode to Boobs today. So um, God, I'm sorry. <laughs> I had I had you a really never good time apologize. It's been a yeah. fun day at work. <laughs> <laughs> We, we were talking, it's like, um, you ever just think, wow, this is what we're doing for work today? And today was one of those days. <laughs> just well, my search history is going to look very strange tomorrow. So Yeah, let's face it, people. You know, things, your body changes after you have babies. Mm-hmm. It's a working body now. I'm going to test that it changes even if you don't. <laughs> it's a question, too. Um, from premiere to publishing what's 